Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Middle school basketball coaching legend and fast basketball coach in at you live from the heart of Lincoln America on air and online at theticketfm.com brought by Harry Ellis Food for the Soul this is On the Block with Stricken Austin another hour to go before we send you off into your weekend thanks for being with us though on the block I'm Austin Norman he is Eric Strickland He's going to get back on the horse next week on Shootout with Strick. Tough day today, but that's why we have hour two, Strick. You bounce back, you respond. That's a fact. That's a fact. It's all good. I love it uh, when others win the stricken. I don't like to always be the winner. I like to be a giver sometimes because um, when I played, I was not letting anything go easy. <laughs> but now that I'm a, a man with a heart, I'm a kind soul. I enjoy you guys winning the stricken. Henry, great job today. Way to go. Good job, um, Megan. Good job. <laughs> the best part about these people winning Buffalo Wings and Rings trick is that's one less person than your way at Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. That's a fact. I get to get out there and do it on my own because they've got some great wings themselves. Um, mm-hmm. I need it. The cobbler's calling me. Ooh, the cobbler. The cobbler's tricky. The cobbler's what kind of cobbler? Peach. Woo. It's a must. Southern sweet peach cowboy. There's nothing like it when the crust is just really nice and full and thick, not too soupy, but it just soaks up, you know, enough of the juice, heat it up, Mm. throw some uh, uh, nice vanilla ice cream on it. Let it melt up. Yes, sir. Talk to me. Talk to you. Absolutely. Uh, Text line, comment section, Honda Bling hotline. We want you to talk to us. 402-464-5685. Who's an athlete or what's a team? that you want a documentary on. I asked this because, Strick, I didn't realize that Netflix was coming out with a documentary about Urban Meyer-era Florida football. Mm-hmm. I'm a little surprised Florida hasn't been better consistently since then. I know it, right? But the fact that they haven't been since the Steve Spurrier days and then into the Urban Meyer days tells me maybe it's a tougher job than I give it credit for, despite yeah. all the athletes around there. I would have to agree, and I also think there was nothing greater than looking at the face of Steve Spurrier when the Huskers was beating the brakes <laughs> off. That, that is the that is just classic when you're you know because there was a lot of arrogance that came with those Florida teams, right? They just thought they were better. One of my close friends, uh, shout out to Tim Grayman out in uh, Orlando, Florida. Uh, Tim went to Florida, so he was here at Nebraska, transferred to Florida. They had a great program down there he wanted to get involved in, plus he wanted to change the scenery because the weather of going to class in uh, some of the winter uh, brisk iced tea colds of the Nebraska wind of winter. Uh, he shot down there, and and he used to get it because they knew he was from Nebraska. They knew he came. They used to, Some of the football players were talking crazy to him. Yeah, we're going 
we're gonna do this to them, we're gonna do that to them, you know, they ain't gonna they ain't gonna wanna ever look at us again, type of stuff. And ooh, we there's nothing greater than when you get a chance to go back on campus and talk your stuff. He said they was coming in there with ankle uh ankle braces and uh um, slings and with casts on. Excuse me. He said this. He said, Yeah, they felt it. Yeah, they, they were they were embarrassing. Steve Spurrier's looks on the side just it was like a defeat. You just knew he didn't know what to do with what the Huskers was bringing to him. But that was great. So I just I just looked it up and there is an entire four minute video of Steve Spurrier's facial expressions from that game. Oh, yeah. I'm are, are they classic? It because it They're is classic. incredible. They're classic. Um, I will say this, though. Um, when we're talking about a team. Uh, in a, in an era that I would love to see, I would love to have seen the Bobby Bowden um, something about the Florida State Bobby Bowden years, where Ward Dunn and Deion Sanders and Devontae Freeman, Darnell Dockett, Terrell Buckley, and you know Jalen Ramsey wasn't in there, but you know still just to kind of watch behind the scenes and 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 I think too is like the chop that we used to just. Man, it was just like going into the atmosphere there and watching him do that. Oh, that stuff was just I could imagine how intense it was in those glory years, uh, how that was. That's one of them that I would like to see. That's one that I had on my list. You had one on I your was list? thinking through it mm-hmm. because that's a, a team in an era I don't know much about. I know about their their run of, you know, the top 10 finishes, mm-hmm. how consistently they were ranked up high. Um, Bobby Bowden, you know, being the gentleman kind of with the, the hat and all being part of his legacy. But as much as it was Miami that beat Nebraska in 83, from my understanding of it, Florida State was really that big bad villain, the one that was going against Nebraska for the you know team of the 90s mm-hmm. kind of title. So as someone who didn't grow up in that era, I would love a documentary about that team, uh, that that coach, that group of athletes, just to know kind of who that first big bad in the nineties was for Nebraska. Yeah. And, and I'm going to throw a baseball one at you. I would love to see the Braves nineties Braves, Mm. you know, just the dominance of the pitching and, you know, you know, Fred McGriff and, you know, justice and just, Mm. just kind of what that, 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 uh, that group was like, how they, their cohesion was like what they were like in the uh, clubhouse and just, you know, just some of the travel. I would love to just kind of see how that unity uh, came to that and how dominant they were during that era of time as well. I'm glad for the 90s Braves they finally got one because they were about to be in 90s Bills territory yeah, yeah, <laughs> as yeah, often yeah, as yeah. they were winning the division and making it but not ever being able to get over the hump. A baseball one that came to mind for me, Strick, was just a trade deadline one. Can you take us mm. inside a trade deadline? You know, get a player perspective, get a, a manager perspective, get a, a general manager perspective. I'd like to see it from top to bottom. Exactly. Even in the minor leagues, like for the young players, kind of what their their thoughts and perspective. Yeah, that's that's good. Right. Whether it's, Mm -hmm. you know, a player that's, you know, on kind of the trading block in the major leagues or a prospect. Right. That's highly thought of. That's going to be a big part of this deal for a player. I mean, obviously, the organization that drafted you or signed you thinks highly of you. They signed you. But to have someone else think highly enough of you to want to trade for you. Again, I've never been in that spot, but I mean, you going from town to town a couple of times, like, what is that feeling like? Is it is it bittersweet to leave, but go somewhere else? Do you feel wanted by your new team? What's kind of that dynamic? I think it's I think it's a little bit of both. I think I think you I, I was very hurt. I would, you know, being honest, I was very hurt in the 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 trade 
And but then it goes with the dynamic of kind of what was going on. Remember, I think I mentioned mm-hmm. it about how little Donnie, you know, obviously they, you know, but then when you get later, you're hurt in the moment. Mm-hmm. But then when you get later in life, you understand the business aspect of it. And then you understand how they had to make room for Steve Nash, because it, it was a it was a problem. You know, Steve had problems with me there. You know what I mean? Because I was it wasn't going to be an easy day right you know me facing me every day and and i get that so you want to leave room for him to make mistakes you don't want somebody to have to continuously look over your shoulder you just want to be able to play free and i think uh my move made that happen for them but the hurt came because of going through the you know getting beat and the losses and the consistence of, you know, you're good and you're playing well, but just not able to just totally break through. Because I think the year before I got traded, we ended up having this, the tie for the best record after the all-star break with the mm-hmm. Lakers. So we just missed the playoffs and we really missed it because the acquisition of uh, Dennis Rodman and those 10 games were really the difference of us making it. But that that's the part that hurt. Now, the other part is when you get traded uh, or, or a team that won't let you run it back. Mm-hmm. So there was a little bit of disappointment in that with Boston and, and, and um, you know, we get to the conference finals and we, we had a good run and had a good squad and they didn't let us run it back. That's, that was one that kind of was a little disappointing as well. Which makes sense. But yeah, to yeah. get the, the raw emotion in the moment of players to get the manager who I'm sure has some input on the trade for like the big names, but maybe for guys that are just going to get thrown on the bottom of the 40 man roster, maybe get a call up. Like how does the manager deal with that? Keep you know the locker room there and help integrate the guy while still focusing on the rest. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for four 99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi or seven up all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Rest of the team and the general manager, right? I'm sure you've run across plenty of GM Strick who are way too business focused and some who let plenty of good deals go by because they're so focused on the players. Mm-hmm. To see how they balance that that business versus human side of things i think if it's done right could be a fascinating look inside front offices yeah absolutely um that's that is true and when you think about also organizations i would love to have seen this um the green bay green bay packers from the lombardi to the lafleur okay um i like that title i would also like to see it from the aspect of the model of group or community ownership and what that looks like and how it comes to make you more bought in with the organization so mm-hmm. forth and literally bought in I, I would love to take a deep look at how that model goes up against other models that are out there you know the traditional ownership models as well mm-hmm. so yeah i would have loved to have looked at that uh also that's a successful organization yeah. right that has some things figured out on the flip side of that. Give me all the dysfunction, right? Give me, give me the Browns. What's gone into that organization. Mm. Give me, give me the jets. I mean, I know we have hard knocks, but that's not 
exactly the same thing. Even like my Colts recently, just to know everything that goes on behind the scenes in an organization that nobody really knows who's in charge. Mm-hmm. I would like both sides of that. Like, here's talk the about Holtz. Talk about Holtz. Would Would you like to see Notre Dame? How that functions, or no? I because you when you said Holtz, I was like, ooh, would it be interesting to think about the Holtz era of Notre Dame? My thing with Notre Dame is I like making assumptions about them and how high and mighty they are. <laughs> so, yes, it would be interesting. I would definitely watch it to get that look inside. But I also want to keep making my assumptions about them and be able to kind of ignore them sometimes. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I got you. That's where I'm at. With I got them. you. I got one more for you. Yeah. What you got? They've been magic. Mm. Lessons learned. I would love to understand the lessons Saban learned from his early years, from when he was at Toledo to him going to pl- to the Cleveland Browns, coaching uh, on the defensive side with um, Belichick. Belichick. Mm-hmm. Um, but then having success, but then with him saying that was probably one of the worst times in his career. Like, like you know, with success, I was at the worst. You know, understanding that dynamic. Yeah. Taking over programs, the Michigan State, uh, years, um, moderate success, never really having a losing season until you get, um, you know, to Alabama and, and, and LSU, you know, you had, you, you went through that. Like what, what was it in the mediocrity one season at Michigan state 10 and two, mm-hmm. what in the mediocrity built Saban to become Saban of the Alabama? Like, I would love to kind of see his mind, his thoughts, you know, his hurts, his pain, his agony um, in the defeat and kind of how it built him to become who he is and what he's become in Alabama. That that would be dope for me. I love the idea of a Saban documentary and that aspect of it, right? I mean, that's a guy that was, you know, the failed head coach of the Dolphins yeah, too, right? Yeah. What was it that made him go from failing with the Dolphins, not being great, to arguably the greatest football coach of all time? Mm-hmm. at the college level and the dynasty he built in the era in which he did it. Either there was something or it was nothing. And I hard, have a hard time believing it was nothing. That part. The follow-up to that would be the Saban tree. Ooh. Either Nick Saban dishing on his assistants that went on to become head coaches or vice versa. What did the assistants learn from Nick Saban? You know, could you get Kirby Smart? Could you get a Dan Laning? Could you get... Elaine Kiffin, guys that maybe only spent a year under him versus guys that have stuck around for a while, just to kind of see what what Nick Saban's public face is versus who's Nick Saban behind closed doors. Is he the same guy? Yeah, those are the ones that I would, you know, those are off the top of the head. Those are the ones that I would really, really, really like to see. I got a few more in college football. Okay. Jim Harbaugh era Stanford. All right. And what happened after he left? I mean, David Shaw had a couple good years, but why did everything deteriorate really so quickly at Stanford from the Toby Gerhardt, Christian McCaffrey era to Bryce Love not being anybody? Mm-hmm. Chip Kelly, Oregon. How did that get built? What went into all that? That's a school that didn't have that huge history or tradition. It just had money. So was money finally able to buy basically everything they wanted except the national championship just to figure out the inner workings between Phil Knight, the athletic department, Ooh. the football coach was NIL going on before NIL. Yes. Like, like that's, those are, those are some of the things and questions I would also like to have. Like, 
you know, is it the prospect of getting and landing just shoe opportunities or gear opportunities through the mm -hmm. Nike brand? You know, just just any of those things that could possibly have been an enticement for young men to want to be a part of that. Yeah, that that, that would be good. The entire state of Texas, just all the, the Texas schools just sniping at each other in a documentary trying to figure out how the politics work there, I think would be fun. Um, the 2007 season, I think, needs a full retrospective. Some of the main characters, because that was one of the wildest seasons in memory. Maybe the best one, though, in my eyes, would be sit down Boise State, TCU, Utah, and Central Florida. The life of a Cinderella. Mm. What's that like as you're trying to make that climb? You build a solid group of five program. FAU, FAU, maybe or the Gulf Coast. Yeah, yeah. A Butler. Yeah, <laughs> man, that's that. You know what? I would be interested in watching that. I would, I would actually be interested in seeing that. What, what, what goes into it? You know, how do you live up to it? How do you, you deal know? with the attention? Yeah, that's good. Okay. Um, one on baseball that uh, Byron on the YouTube's ring. Thanks for tuning in on YouTube. Byron said a steroid era documentary interviewing mm. guys like Sosa, Bonds, McGuire. I would throw Clemens in there maybe, and I don't know how willing those guys would be to talk, given that's really what they're known for. But even if you get guys that are even Alex adjacent, a rod, yeah, 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 where you can combine where baseball was, how the steroid era really helped it gain that popularity back, the thrill of the chase in '98, of Barry Bonds catching up to uh, Hank Aaron's record, and then the fallout from it when baseball put its foot down and said, "No, we're not allowing this anymore." There's a lot they could do with that. There is a lot to do with that. that that's an interesting one as well. Thank you so much, uh, Byron, for sharing that. Uh, that's that's a good one. That would be uh, mm -hmm. maybe we should get into the business, man. We could probably make a nil deal happen for ourselves on that one. Are we a think tank or are we the screenwriters? <laughs> I don't know. Think tank, think tank, man. Just give me yeah. a little, little, little percentage, <laughs> just a small percentage. Right? Love it. Um, a couple more to finish this out here, Strick. A Rick Patino documentary. Oh yeah, Kentucky, no question. Coach Cal, mm -hmm. where he came from, um, all of that. I think Duke too. I didn't want to say it. I know you. I know you didn't want to say it. That's why I want to throw it in there. The Coach K, because it's not even. They have to get that shooting coach in. All of that. It's all of that plus the aftermath. Like, can it be redeemed? Can it return? It. What is? Yeah, those types of things. Looking into the aftermath of Coach K leaving. What if you did a a combo Duke Carolina documentary? Put K and Williams together, and then Hubert and Shire together. Ooh, I like it. Something like that. I like it. I like it. And then a few NBA ones, 80s Celtics. Cool, no question. They just don't know enough about them. That'd be fun. Shaq and Kobe Lakers. We know what's in the public, but getting stories from in the locker room behind the scenes, I think would be good. And the Hamptons Five Warriors. How everything came together after uh, LeBron and Kyrie did their thing coming back from 3-1. The, the Draymond Kerr KD relationship, how they got them to work together. YKD left. left the mentals on that yeah. right getting yeah. into their heads about that era just how good they were and just how fast it broke apart I'd watch that I think you're on to something man they're they're probably I'll gonna clip they're probably gonna clip this and and come up with stories if we start seeing this out here you heard it first right here <laughs> on the block on 93.7 the ticket but we're gonna have to uh you got any anything else you want to add no we're going to have to take a quick break and we'll get into, wow, the J, it just doesn't stop. The Jalen, the Jalen Brown gets the huge bag and uh, who's next? Who's next up? Who's, who's on deck? 
since we're in the baseball still, you know, the Royals are playing right now. Who's on deck right now? Pine tarring, getting everything ready, taking the swings, eyeing the pitcher, seeing what he's got. Who's on deck to land the next one? We'll get back and we'll talk about that when we come back on 93.7 The Ticket. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 